Welcome back to Armchair Gaffers. Uh, you're here with myself, Dan. You're here with Jess. You're here with SB. And you're here with Scorch and a pizza. Uh, Pete, Scorch, what, what, what got on the pizza? What are what, what we, we dealing with there? Bit of beef and green pepper. Probably not my, 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 my pizza of choice, but yeah, each to their own. Uh, SB and Jess, how we doing? Good, I've, good. Had, I've had better days. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've had worse days, too. Care to tell us about it, or is it something that we'll revisit at, at the end of the episode? We ain't got enough time, guys. We're trying to keep oh, it short. So, um, so, yeah, fellas, we've had a jam-packed week of football. Um, a quick public service announcement. Uh, for the eagle-eyed armchair gaffers at home, uh, you may have noticed a slight technical hitch uh, in episode five, part one. Uh, and thanks for making us aware of it. Uh, yeah, we reached out to a one-man creative agency uh, known as Hesse Productions, and they were unavailable for comment uh, when we contacted them. I'll, I will make a comment on behalf of uh, Hesse um, Productions Incorporated Limited, PLC. Um, <laughs> PLC and LTD. Unforeseen circumstances, mm-hmm. the workforce has been stretched and some parts of editing do slip under the radar, but we've rectified the problem and we've um, let go of the staff member responsible. Okay, so yeah, you heard it here first, guys. That won't be happening again. I, I, just, make say, I just want to say, I just want to say, that's also something else to bear in mind when casting your vote for Gaffer of the Week. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sabotage. Um, speaking of nominations for Gaffer of the Week, uh, we'd like to give a shout out to our winner of Gaffer of the Week from our subscribers and from the comments. Uh, this week it has gone to Rufus uh, for his comment on last week's episode. Uh, very detailed and quite accurate, to be fair. Talking about Kane, uh, yeah, Kane, Kane resembling uh, Wayne Rooney. Um, and then also, yeah, a great shout for his one to watch abroad. Um, so, yeah, I've got the out at Milan. And you can see his comment here now. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, let us know if Rufus was, was deserving. Also, as well, that um, decent shout? yeah, no, decent shout. I want to say as well, um, there were a lot of good comments. Um, and if you guys keep this up, I think one of us gaffers is going to have to go and be replaced by one of you guys because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people here, yeah, yeah, guys yeah. there aren't pulling their weight. Okay, <laughs> I'm all for getting a, a particular person. Not gonna say any names, but there's someone on this team I want out of the door ASAP. So if you guys keep going the way you're going, one of you could replace mm-hmm. a certain somebody. No names. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Mazza. It's Ozu. a results-based Can't industry, him as they say. <laughs> Head to the end. Um, and we also tallied up the votes for last week's Gaffer of the Week, voted by uh, the uh, people sorry, in the comments uh, and on our social media pages. And this week, I'm proud to announce that the winner of Gaffer of the Week for episode four was. It's SB. It's SB. It's SB. Oh. I want to recount. I want to oh. recount. It's SP. I want to recount today. What, what do I good usually, work, SP. What do I usually get for winning the guy for of the week, lads? What do I usually get? 
There's wine. usually like wine or champagne passed around. The finest continental wine from 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 Syria. <laughs> Syria. Oh. Lovely, lovely. lovely. Yeah, it, enjoy that. Enjoy, enjoy. Can you hold on to it? Can you do the back to back titles? That's that's the real real question. No one has ever done back to back gaffer. That's what you got to do, lads. You got to twist your tongue when you're drinking the wine. Get the flavors. <laughs> Not just football uh, analysis. There's also yeah, we've got a sommelier uh, on board, uh, which is which is good to know. Uh, as I said, we have oh, <laughs> we have a jam-packed agenda. Hopefully, SB is still with us, um, and we're going to start with the Champions League review. Uh, Bayern opened uh, their campaign against Atletico. Uh, the Champions League holders by Munich yeah, extended. The- their record in the Champions League to 12 consecutive wins as they thumped Atletico Madrid 4-0. Uh, typically, we look at Atleti as a strong, uh, defensively strong unit. Sorry, can we see a reason for such a resounding loss in opening game of the Champions League? Um, yeah, um, I can see a couple of reasons. One of which I'm going to try and summarise as quickly as possible. And I think the best way to do that will be to say, no party, no party for Atletico. That's it. That's it. That that is that. That's all there is. Shit. Um. Any any word on the resurgence in Kingsley Coman? Uh, he scored a brace and also scored the winner in the Champions League final fifty nine days prior. Guys, when I think, I think he's kind of he could step up. When I when I think about it and I look at it, yeah. When I look at Kingsley Coman, I think to myself. Has he has he had enough? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I know he won league here, league there, played for all these great <clears> clubs. <throat> but do you know what? You see, before I've seen a talented guy at a good club, at an elite club. I'm starting to see a guy that's a difference maker. End product. Yeah. 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 Fair, fair play. Uh, yeah, some of the stats I just looked through them, and yeah, we've got Bayern at like fifty nine percent possession, sixteen shots versus six. It was just like a total resounding uh, beating. And yeah, when you've got that kind of firepower, it's just not that much of a shock. And as Jesse had said, no party, no party. Um, another big game from last week was PSG versus Man United. Oh yes, Ruth. I just wanted to say quickly: do is, is it the end of Simeone? We're getting there, you know. Hey, SB, I swear to you, I find Atletico, and people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, I find Atletico mm-hmm. kind of similar to Tottenham. And I feel as if like, they're just at a further stage in their... Um, I feel like he was given uh, the opportunity to, to go again, basically, where Potts yeah. wasn't. And I feel to myself, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they're coming to the end of that project, man. Yeah, it's looking at the end to me as well. It's, man. A, it's, a, it's a good shot. It was a bit surprising when he, he was given his new contract uh, in, I think it was, yeah, Feb 2019, uh, extended through till uh, 2022. And that is seeming like a, a long way to go for the returns that they're currently um, kind of bringing in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd definitely say yeah, Simeone, not on borrowed time as such, but 
it could be in that direction, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's running out. Yeah, definitely though, headed that way. I will say, um, now is a good a time for him as any to really have a goal in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got Barca, which we'll get onto more later on, who aren't the Barca they were, and we've got Madrid, who aren't firing all cylinders. So you might be right. If he doesn't do it this season, is he going to get another season to really have another crack at it? Probably not. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you, you raise a good point and that's something that yeah, we can review and, and come back to. Um, but yeah, as uh, before we were heading towards PSG and United, um, Marcus Rashford repeated his late hero- heroics against PSG 19 months after securing one of the greatest comebacks in the Champions League. Oh, lad. reinvigorated uh, David De Gea to and Zabi playing his first game uh, since December and Fred who seems to have developed the knack of performing in the big high pressure games uh, it was definitely an undercooked PSG uh, they were missing some notable names including Verratti Marquinhos Icardi Kura. Um would you put this down as Ole's greatest achievement yet SB um, we have to give Ole his props we have to give Ole his props he was in the fire and land he was actually in the firing line. He looked like he was going to get sacked any time. Actually, you know what? Every time Oli looks like he's going to get sacked, he manages to pull out victories out of the bag, these massive results out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the fixtures just come and we all got massive games and he just somehow manages to just pop two or three results out of them <laughs> games. It's, cra- it's crazy. But to be honest, when I saw the lineups, I saw PSG's lineup, I was just thinking, how would PSG... How's PSG going to hurt United with three DMs playing in centre midfield? You raise a good point. But don't you think that like Mbappe, Neymar, Di Maria, is, is that not enough to get the job done? Like, it is, but there's 11 players on the pitch. How are you going to get... How's Neymar, Neymar going to get the ball in dangerous areas? He's having to drop... Neymar's having to drop 60 yards from, from, from the, the box, the opposition box to get onto the ball. It was ridiculous for him anyway. So, for PSG... I don't, I don't see, I don't so, see them winning the Champions League this year. Battle with McTominay, yeah. So yeah. Can I ask something? Another, another year uh, without achieving what, what they set out to achieve. Scorch, what were your take-ups from the game? Is is um is Fred the new part G Sung? No. <laughs> <laughs> specialist okay um someone you wheel out for for kind of special missions when your job's on the line and it's not going well do you just rock out Fred for the big mm-hmm. games because look how about this I know Ollie's inconsistent and I know he leaves us with a lot of questions but he's got a lot of big wins you know and that was part of why the reason why I fancy them to do I fancy them to do PSG to be honest. And when I saw that lineup, I thought, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It was, um, I think it was the first time, yeah, PSG had suffered a home defeat in a Champions League group game for the first time in twenty five games. Uh, the last time they lost in a Champions League group game was in two thousand and four. Oh wow. Wow. <laughs> that is, that is um, and another, another little bit of trivia. 
Uh, Neymar has fa failed to score in four consecutive Champions League appearances for the first time since November 2013. Jess, do we think Neymar is any closer to winning uh, the Ballon d'Or? I think... Mm, I haven't thought about this. At the moment, he's always in the running because he's a name brand player. So he's going to be in the nominations just because he's Neymar. Uh, he doesn't always score, like you said, but he does contribute a lot to the team's play. So if you go, if you ignore stats, goals and assists, and give him the eye test, I would say yes. <laughs> but if you look at numbers, a forward, goals provided, he does provide a lot of goals, but he might just miss out based on that. It's fair to say. Armchair Gaffers at home, let us know. Um, is Ole just a specialist in winning big games? Is Fred his man? Uh, is McTominay his man? Uh, what about Axel Tuanzevi? Um, first game in 10 or so months. Uh, does he deserve to be starting for United? Uh, and also, yeah, let us know about PSG. Uh, Neymar, do you think he's any closer to winning the Ballon d'Or? Uh, the next game we're going to touch on from the Champions League from match day one is Real Madrid versus Shakhtar. Uh, Zidane took responsibility for what he called a bad night against Shakhtar. Uh, for me, it was a shock result of match day one as the 13-time European Cup winners were handed a humiliating defeat by a second-string Shakhtar Donetsk team. Uh, the Ukrainian champions arrived in Madrid without 13 first-team players, and that's due to covid uh, Louis Castro's young side were 3-0 up within 42 minutes Crazy. Um, second half goals from Modric yeah, and uh, Vinicius Junior gave Madrid hope uh, and a late goal from Valverde was ruled out so there was a little bit of drama but I think the VAR decision was right um, so Scorch what are your takes on this Real Madrid defeat and I guess the team as a, as a wider piece I feel like when I'm looking at this Madrid team they're halfway between a young and exciting team and the old trusted team. They're not, they're not quite there. They're not quite there. And there was also the very, very, very bizarre two left-backs. Didn't work. I'm a massive fan. You lot know I'm a massive fan. Of yeah, them. I was... Uh-huh. Didn't work. And, I, I, and, and what's crazy is coming into the game... I thought Shakhtar had lost 10 players. So coming into the game, I would have thought like they would have been the team that uh, looked unsettled and didn't really have like, like you could, you know, I, I wouldn't expect any rhythm to their game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the other mm -hmm. way around. But I, I don't want to pin yeah. it solely on Mendy, but I do feel like the balance was Bad. wrong. It was all wrong. <clears throat> yeah, I was trying to work out what was going. When I flicked on, I was like, what? But uh, Zidane said, yes, yeah, it's, it's all his fault, basically. Another thing is, as well, um, I think it's proven. Varane and Militao. Ooh, doesn't work. Randall lost. No, Randall lost without Ramos the other day. <laughs> and he's had a few shaky uh, Champions League games in recent memory. Um, I look back to last year. He, he made a couple high-profile mistakes. And he's someone that has been consistent, I guess, for, for as long as I've been watching him play. But yeah, we're starting to see a few ricks here and there. And then, yeah, scored the on goal against Shakhtar. Um, and yeah, a couple of stats from this game um, or takeaways. Uh, Real Madrid have lost three consecutive matches in the Champions 
Champions League for the first time since 1986. So they're in a bit of a bad way. Um, and Vinicius Junior scored uh, for El just 15 seconds after coming on as a substitute. Uh, and it's the fastest goal uh, from a substitute since records began, according to Opta. I mean, um, yeah, that, let us know your thoughts. I'm sorry, before we continue, yes. all, all of that sounds great. And I want to say something which might sound a bit mad considering everything else I'm going to say. But uh-huh. I know that Zidane's won all these Champions League trophies as a manager. Was it three or four he's won? I'm not sure. And I think he has two La Liga titles as well. But oh, how say. good of a coach is he really? I mean, hasn't been tested. He's coming to a team where he's trusted by the board, trusted by the supporters as a, as a great at the club. Um, so he's really, he's really got a lot of breathing space. But could he do it on a cold, wet night at Stoke? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is... Oh, hey, 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 hey. hey. I would like to dis- What are you trying to do? Any of that. that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, that doesn't reflect the views of us here at Object Gaffers. That is solely just as I did. I don't just said, just said yeah, he's under um, no pressure at Real Madrid, the Santiago Bernabeu, where man, man had been sacked for wearing the wrong clothes. <laughs> man gets sacked. You know the, the handkerchiefs come out regular. All the time. That's how I he's see never, it. He's never, he's never, I don't think he's played a season and ain't won now. I'm just saying. This is a question, guys. Don't get mad at me. I'm just asking questions. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Just don't like him because he doesn't have a system. Because he's actually, in 2020, he's a manager. What is no. his system, guys? I really want to know. Like, I'm a system. very logical person. And when I watch Madrid uh, play, I just, I can't, I can't. Come on. He's from, the school, he's from the school of Ancelotti and it's Jiggy. I'm with you on parts, Jess. It's cool. Thank you, SB. Anyways, let's move on. So, armchair gaffers at home, yeah, please let us know your thoughts on Real Madrid. Do we think they're going to challenge again? Because they usually do very well in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're going for a bit of a rough patch at the minute. Uh, do we think Zidane will be able to lift the most coveted trophy in European football come May? Uh, a few notable results as well uh, from this week. We had Ajax and Liverpool won away, 1-0. Uh, Chelsea drew 0-0 with Sevilla. And Atalanta, Jess's favourites, uh, won 4-0 against Midtjylland. Jess, you happy with the uh, Midtjylland result? Atalanta result? I mean, I told the lads at half-time to stay focused. Got into an early lead. Um, 4-0 didn't flatter us. We could have uh, scored a few more. But I am happy, nonetheless. <laughs> Words from the gaffer there. Um, moving on. We are going to talk about our Premiership uh, results. Uh, as we're watching this, uh, Leicester and Arsenal are playing. Uh, so we'll have the final result for that game uh, once we finish up here. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, Villa played Leeds on Friday. Uh, a lot of us, myself included, had reservations as to whether or not Patrick Bamford was cut out uh, for the Premier League following a few unsuccessful loan spells at a couple of clubs. Um, I think his hat-trick on Friday against the title challengers Villa seems to have put any doubts uh, of his pedigree to bed for now. Uh, the win temporarily took Leeds up to third in the prem and took Bamford's tally to six goals in six games uh, up until Friday yeah he's, he's killing it 
Uh, up until Friday, Villa had won all four of their previous and hadn't even trailed. Uh, but they were well beaten by Bielsa's men, Scorch's guy. Uh, Bielsa was missing Calvin Phillips with a shoulder injury, um, and he was replaced uh, by Pascal Strauch, uh, who was booked early on, and then he nearly received a second yellow, and then Bielsa got him off within 21 minutes. So it wasn't all fun and games, uh, but Leeds kind of got around the obstacles and came away with a 3-0 win. What are the realistic expectations for Leeds this season? Uh, I ask that to Jess. This season, it's still early doors. Uh, I don't know why I may have said before in the past, but with Bielsa at the helm mm-hmm. and England starting centre mid in their team as well, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they get a top half finish. Lower top half, but top half nonetheless. Okay. Scorch, you want to chime in? <laughs> oh, you know, you know. It's only right. Certain people, certain people had a lot to say. I, I picked Bielsa as my number one manager in the Premier League and, and I got loads of abuse on um mm-hmm. on Twitter. Big up Filthy Fellas. I went on Filthy Fellas and I, and I said I put Bielsa <laughs> as my number one manager and there was loads of people on Twitter hitting me up. Ah, how can you say this about Bielsa? Dean yeah, Smith yeah, yeah. came up to the... <laughs> the, the and that was the one that they was hitting me about. You mug, you don't know this and that. I was like, raw. I'm saying what I think, raw. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the thing for me, yeah, that, and I want to make this about Bielsa more than I want to make it about Leeds. I'm sorry. The uh-huh. thing for me that is so interesting is I've seen Patrick Bamford come to the Premier League three times, and I know he was younger, but. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He couldn't even get a shot off. He was just yeah. not. He wasn't there. He wasn't in the games. He just bagged a hat trick, convincing hat trick. A good, well. good hat trick at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. No. And I think for more than anything, I feel like that. That's 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 um, that's a sign of the work Bielsa does. Um, Testament to the man. Yeah. Between the oh. coaching and the telescopes and the spying at your. Uh-huh. Training, <laughs> He's got it worked out. He's a genius. The full, the full, the full package. A good result. Fair play. Reese, what do you think? Uh, Leeds, do you think they're punching above their weight at the minute and they'll kind of level out or can they sustain this? I think I think they're punching, but I, I think they'll they'll end mid-table. I think top 10 finish will be good for Leeds if they get a top 10 finish on the first their first time back in the Premier League. It's a shame that they that there's no fans as well because that's one thing I was looking forward yes, to. Yes, Reese. When Leeds get promoted was just their fans. Even though I don't really like Leeds, like, I did rate their fan base and everything about their club. So it's a bit disappointing. But no, it's good to see Leeds back in the Premier League and doing well. It's good to see. But with Bamford, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like Scorch said, I've seen him three times come to the Premier League and he's, mm-hmm. looked, he's looked awful every time he's come to the Premier League. Awful, but... And you know what as well? Remember, he was in a Crystal Palace team that was a good team. Yeah, he's yes. been at some good teams as well. Like he's, he's had chances. He's had more than enough chances, I think, he's had for that you, that usual players will get. But it looks like he's taking his chance this time, though. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, he's sure to be knocking on that England door soon, man. I'll tell you that. Um, Gareth Southgate's going to have a, a, an interesting decision to make with yeah, Kane, DCL, Patrick Bamford... Um, it's all getting a little bit tight at the top. Whoa, whoa, uh, but yeah, we'll whoa, see how he handles whoa, that. Whoa. <laughs> what, have I gone too far? Have I jumped off a cliff? 
Have I jumped off that? Six in six. It, it, I've seen people get call ups for less. That is, is this, is this Opta or is this armchair gaffer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of both. There's a balance. But yeah, we'll see. I believe that Patrick Bamford will be uh, getting a call up uh, within the next two international breaks. But yeah, that's just me. Uh, moving on to West Ham versus City. Uh, Phil Foden came off the bench to rescue a point uh, for an out of sorts Man City team. Uh, West Ham have impressed. Uh, this season with Rice, uh, Antonio, uh, Bowen standing out for me. Uh, are they the unsung heroes or the dark horses of this season? They've had a 4-0 win against Wolves, a 3 all spectacular draw with Spurs, and then now a 1-0 uh, draw with Man City. Um, and a thought on Man City also, their, their gradual decline over the last 12 months or so. Uh, every now and again, there's still flashes of brilliance, uh, but I can't help feel that they're slightly incomplete. Uh, does anyone agree? Uh, um, I'll ask that to Scorch on this one. Well, Jeff, actually, no, no, wait. Let me get in there first, actually, if you don't mind. No, <laughs> no, please, jump the queue. Sorry, guys. Hate to be rude. Um, you know, every now and again, you <laughs> see a player play who just, like, it's like poetry motion. Everything they do yeah. is so elegant, so swift. I mean, uh-huh. you don't care if they score or not because just seeing them in play is just worth... It's enough. Yeah, yeah. Antonio is not that player. <laughs> I think Antonio oh. the complete opposite, yeah? Um, I, I was, I Jess, I was thinking, I, who is he, who is he about You're taking us on a trip. <laughs> Mika Antonio, yeah, has made me fall in love with him since mm-hmm. the restart of the Premier League back in the yeah. last season into this season. And the reason why I love him is because I honestly believe, yeah, he could do a cold night in Stoke, a cold anyway. night at Dulwich Hamlets. Um, <laughs> He can do it anywhere, Bromley, any level, mate. He can pick, yeah, them. pick a park and yeah, pick a park, concrete, fake grass, <laughs> astro sand. I trust Mikel Antonio. That's all I want to say. I'm gonna give you a problem, isn't it? It's it's crazy you say that because yeah, I I agree with everything you say. It seems like he could play anywhere because the way his style. Some people say it's not style, but um, yeah, if he's doing that in the prem. It's a very, it's a style familiar with, yeah, maybe your, your Sunday leagues or a player that has played England call up. down the leagues. He needs an England call-up. I've said it's, it, guys. It's about time. He's been on the run since Project Restart. I'm nominating him for call-up. I'm going to call um Gareth Gates or Gareth Southgate, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, right, don't call Gareth Gates. Oh, Gareth Gates, he might need a call. He's, he's probably been out of work for a while. But call Gareth <sighs> Southgate if you can. Gareth Gates. Same thing. Yeah, that was what I was um, going to say, guys. Can I, say, can I say something? And um, There's a player that I've been, I wouldn't say critical of, but I haven't been as high as him, as high as everybody else on him. Mm-hmm. Declan Rice fucking Decky. dominated Rodri. What? Decky Rice. Listen, Decky Rice, man. Declan Rice, now he's not playing next to Mark Noble, has been unlocked. Unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> bro, uh, there's been a growth. There's been a growth. And and so two things. I wanna I wanna praise Declan Rice because bro, I was wrong about you. You're cold. Mm-hmm. But also, can we stop pretending Rodri's good just because Pep signed him? Yeah. I have a an article that I'll share. We'll share it on the Armchair Gaffer uh, socials as well um, about Rodri, and it talks about why he may have, sh- well, why he why he is struggling. Sorry, uh, and 
it's, he's finding it hard to emulate kind of the work done by Fernandinho. Uh, a very good uh, article from Breaking the Lines. And yeah, it talks about everything that we've mentioned. Um, and it seems as if <sighs> he's, a, he's a great player, I'd say. I'd say great, great young player, but he's fallen short uh, on too many occasions, I think. And I think it's just due to the, the predecessor he had before him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think when you look at Man City, Man City, I wouldn't say tailored their game around Fernandinho. I would maybe look at it the other way around. Like, Fernandinho tailored his game into exactly what Man City needed. And yeah. he's not capable of that. No, 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 no. no. It's, um... I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Rodri, I feel like Fernandinho finds a way to, to restore the balance. Rodri's not capable of that. He's got one style, one setting, and when the game doesn't require that, or that's not enough, I feel he doesn't offer anything. And he has more on the end result. <laughs> Fair play. Armchair Gaffers at home, let us know why City are falling short this year. Uh, West Ham, a, a, a word on them, please. Uh, Antonio, is this the best he's ever played? Um, do we start giving David Moyes some credit because uh, no, when no, it's no, time to no, give him the no, cane, we no, often do. No. So yeah, it might be time to praise David Moyes. Um, the final game on our list for the weekend results, I didn't want it to be on here. I don't think anyone at home wanted it to be, but there are some talking points. Uh, a drab nil-nil uh, draw was played at Old Trafford between Man United and Chelsea. Uh, it seemed like both teams were more worried about losing than winning. Uh, the biggest talking point from the game was the penalty that never was and was never reviewed by VAR. Um, a quick word on the omission of Van der Beek, please, SB. I don't, I, I don't know what we signed him for. I actually genuinely don't know what we signed him for. It's like we've got a, a, how many games we've had back to back games now, and he's not getting any starts. I think he started one game, which was against Luton. I think it was he started against, and then since then he's just been on the bench getting five minute, ten minute cameos. Scored on his debut. Yeah, I don't know if it's because his agent came out and said something about, or mm. that's why. But he needs to play. He needs to. We need to get him in the squad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know we want to talk about Van der Beek and Manu. Yeah. But someone's got to say it. Somebody has to say it. What are you going to say, Scotch? Why, why, are we, why are we so understanding of these results and poor performances from Chelsea? From a team that spent 200 and... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, wait. I listen to everybody tell me Chelsea have had... Chelsea are contenders. Yeah. Chelsea have had the best transfer window. Well, when they're playing Sevilla... And yes. Sevilla, who can't get a win in their league. Bloody hell. You got Lopetegui on the chopping block. They can't do nothing against Sevilla. And then mm -hmm. that grab performance against Man United. Yeah, yeah. Bro, listen to this. I'm going to say something that I ain't heard nobody say. I look at that Chelsea team, and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that Man City team when they bought all them cold players, but they still have uh -huh. Scorch. You. Yeah. The job's... The job's too big for the man. Uh, yeah, Scorch, that's a good point you make about Mark Hughes. Uh, it seemed like, yeah, someone who was kind of, the job was maybe too big for the man at the time. But yeah, at the minute, there's, Frank seems to be getting a bit of a, a pass. Um, I don't know if it's because he's got friends in media, family in media. Um, but yeah, spending that much and 
pulling up two blanks uh, with record signings here, there, and everywhere. I don't know if it is. Um, I don't know if it's enough. Jamie Redknapp, why are you not saying anything? <laughs> Come on, cousin, family. Can I say that I've been quietly critical of Mason Mount's continued inclusion in the Chelsea squad, but it looked as if they kind of missed him against United. Let's, yeah, let's be, let's be honest. Yeah, and that's what we'd like to do here at Armchair Gaffers. We did it last week with Maguire. Happy to slag him off when he's in the wrong, but yeah, he turned up last week. Bruno, Hernandez, Mr. Penn stepped up, took another one. Yeah, bagged, didn't hide. Um, and yeah, I'd say the same, Jess. Uh, we have been critical of Mason Mount, or we've questioned his inclusion uh, sometimes when... 50 games in a row, you got us fair to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's fair, it's fair. Um, but yeah, yesterday, I definitely think they missed intensity, and that is one thing that Mason Mount brings in abundance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on check Gaffers, why do you think that Lampard's getting a, a, a bit of a ride? Um, also, a word on Everton, Scorch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want to say, this is, this is one thing I want to say. Look, I'm going to say something that nobody wants to hear and no one's really oh saying. Oh my God. Is this a first year? But can we stop these silly, can we stop saying these silly, these silly things about teams cracking the top four? We've <laughs> had enough of it here. Yeah. We can we just stop saying all these silly things? Everton, all right, cool, you might try to... But all these other teams, stop being silly. The top four is out of six teams. Everybody else, chill out. Well, the, the truth is, Scorch, and I hate to agree with you, the truth is, in the last, what, 10 years, probably more, we've had one team crack the top four. Come on, man. I'll be honest, Everton, yeah... I looked at Everton today and what I saw was a team capable. Capable don't mean you're going to do it enough times out of 38 games. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think they've got a good squad that now is capable of performances that they weren't capable of before. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're going to consistently put those performances in. Nah. That's, where, that's the difference mm -hmm. between being those guys. That's why we look at certain teams and regard them as the big six or the big four. Because time, over the span of time, they've mm -hmm. shown you that they consistently know how to do this. Whether or not they yeah. do it well, whatever the reasons is, they do this. And Everton don't do this. <laughs> the <good> performances <laughs> are anomalies. It's, it, it, should, it, it should be noted that this is, yeah, the first kind of big blip so far this season. Everyone's blowing smoke up Ancelotti. Uh, the Calvert-Lewin show, the James Rodriguez, Alain, Decore got taken off early. Um, so it, it could be too soon to write them off for the top six in my can, house. Can we big up my guy, though? Who are you going to talk about? I, d I don't want to talk about him. I just want to say big up my guy, Ralph Hassan-Hootl. I will never put you on my accumulator, but I yeah. know that you're a good coach. You've got ability, Ralph. Ralph. Hey, Mr. Mr. Rock and Roll Football Part 2, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Big up, big up Southampton, man. Also, um, Everton, in regards to them cracking the top, the top four, top six, today showed that they really only have one squad. Yeah. They didn't start Andre mm -hmm. Gomez. They didn't start with Charleston because they couldn't. And mm -hmm. they also didn't... They had someone at right back who I'm not familiar with. They had Ben Godfrey signed from Norwich. He's a centre-back playing at right back because Coleman uh, has a reoccurrence of his injury. Okay, and I feel like um, there was someone else 
So no Gomez. Gordon, they were playing Gordon. Gordon came on. Oh, Alex Iwobi. Sorry. Iwobi, Alex Iwobi. That's the one. I mean, yeah, Gordon um, came on a bit later. I mean, these are all good pros, but they're not going to crack the top, top four. four. You know what I'm nah. saying? That, wait, wait, wait. Was that Continental Shade? Man said these are good pros. <laughs> good pros, yeah, 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 yeah. How else do I describe them? They're good pros, but... Yeah, and I'd probably agree with Jess. Uh, when Everton played Brighton at Goodison Park, uh, they were missing. I think it was Gomez and Alan was possibly injured and they used uh, Tom Davies to replace him. Um, and it just wasn't the same flowing football. They didn't seem like the same threat. Um, so, yeah, questions could be asked of the squad, but it is still very early. Last thing I just want to quickly punch in. And it, it reared this ugly head again of exactly why Everton will not be cracking the top four. Pickford. Pickford. Pickford, your last man outfield. Your last man outfield under pressure that you've invited. And instead of going long, instead of kicking it off or throwing, instead of making one of the two 10-yard passes you've got, you decided to turn out and do a bit and then go to kick it, and then get tackled. They're never making a top four with Pickford in the team. Mm, every game he makes a mistake, but it's getting ridiculous, man. How is he England's number one? Armchair gaffers at home, let us know. Is Pickford up to it? Can Everton make it into the top four with Pickford there? And do we think Everton have enough squad depth? Um, and a, a piece on uh, Calvert-Lewin today. Um, didn't get a touch of the ball really. Um, he was well kind of marshaled by uh, was it Bednarik and Vestergaard. A bit of a pocket job, um, and it was just kind of reminiscent of the previous Calvert Lewin. Guys. Some of the frustrations I was seeing the ball bouncing off him. Guys, no <laughs> Yeah, Hesse. Quickly, what are Calvert Lewin's dimensions? Just so I know, like what. Are his attributes that make him so dangerous? Powerful. He's a great, great, great athlete to start with. He and Pete um, pace and power. Yeah. No, it's it's not so much pace and power, but he's just turned into a predator in the box, and that's through good coaching. He's old and he wasn't getting the ball in the box. Old-fashioned number nine he is Calvert Lewin. You don't see too many Calvert Lewins anymore. Is that enough in this day? I think, I think he's. I think one thing he's got for himself. I don't know if it's movement or anticipation. One of the two. I can't quite mm. put my finger on if his movement's messed or his anticipation of what might... Kind of like, not quite like a Chicharito, but that sort of... Thanks. Somewhere between a Cavani. Uh-huh. Somewhere yeah. between Cavani and Chicharito. I'm not saying in terms of quality, but in terms yeah. of playing style. I think he's yeah. somewhere there. Okay, just, just yes, you seem like you've got doubts or something like that. No, I'm just okay. asking questions, guys. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, yeah, armchair gaffers at home, let us know uh, what Calvert Lewin's uh, attributes are or if this is just uh, a hot streak that ran on uh, too long. Welcome back to Armchair Gaffers. Uh, we are moving on to uh, a player who divides opinion, 
Um, quartz controversy, I'd say, as well. We're going to talk about Mesut Ozil. Uh, this week, we saw Mesut Ozil slam Arsenal after he was left out of their 25-man Premier League squad. Ozil, who last played for Arsenal in March... Uh, we're now in October for the record and was recently paid an £8 million loyalty bonus called loyalty of individuals into question and said he will keep using his voice against inhumanity and injustice. Uh, you can see the tweet or statement, sorry, uh, on screen now. Brendan Rodgers has spoken on it. Um, he, here his, here's his quote, sorry. He says, the team have to operate with one brain. They have to function and work together. There will be teams where there is more freedom, but less structure. Ozil was a wonderful talent and very creative, absolutely. He can make the last pass, but it's about the team. He goes on to say, if one person doesn't do their job, then you can suffer. He's a talent, but as always with talent, you have to be a working talent. Uh, Jack Wilshire also spoke on the situation. Wait, 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 wait. What, what, what's wrong? What's wrong? Wait, what's wrong? Wait. Is this the same guy that signed Balotelli? <laughs> how about how about yes. Brendan? How, <laughs> how, how about you just chill out and get Justin yeah. playing good? How about you just do that for me? Because yeah. he ain't got Ricardo Pereira right now, and we're seeing your thing right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Chipping in on the politics. Um, no, he's never uh, managed Urzul. Uh, yeah, and Jack Walsh went on to tweet uh, and he referred to Urzul as Arsenal's best player whilst doing so. Um, Arsenal previously uh, have said they won't be speaking on political issues when referring to uh, the injustice which uh, is going on in China against Muslims. Um, but then this week they spoke out on the situation which is currently going on in Nigeria. So they do speak on politics. Um, I guess we'll all chip in on this, but where do we stand on Ozil, his legacy? Do we think that something weird is at play? Um, I also read that after his initial statement, on the injustice in China, he went on to play for Arsenal 10 times. So it bucks the idea that he was dropped straight away. Um, but yeah, open it up to the floor. Um, a piece on Ozil. Ozil. Ozil used to be one of my favourite players ever in football. I, I reckon Ozil was the creator of the number 10. Whoa. That's, um, that's, that's, that's wholly untrue. No, tell me, tell me, tell me someone who created the number 10 instead of Ozil, tell me. Well, if you're familiar with Dutch football, yeah, Dutch total football, you Go understand on. that the number 10, or Shadow Spritz, as they call it in Dutch, <laughs> SS. SS, was coined for Dennis Bergkamp way back in like 1994. Okay. So, sorry, but... The role was actually as a number 10. Because when Burkamp was playing, it was like a four-four-two. He just used to drop deep. He wasn't known as a number ten. Even I'm referring to, to Burkamp at Ajax, not Burkamp at Arsenal. Oh, okay, continental, but no. <laughs> also, I don't think he's at his greatest now. I think he's on the downward spiral because I think that no one really plays formations with number tens anymore. But mm-hmm. I feel like he was one of the best. He was one of the best number tens ever. Yeah. Can I say? Can I say? Can I say? What I refuse to do. What I refuse to do is let media 
change change my memory of Ozil. Fair enough, Ozil, right now today, he's not doing it. All right, mm -hmm. cool. If you want to look me in the eye and tell me Meza Ozil at Real Madrid under Jose Mourinho isn't arguably the most creative player we've seen of this generation, I feel like you're not being serious. You, yeah, you're not being he unlocked Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you, do you know when when Meza Ozil left left Real Madrid, Cristiano mm -hmm. Ronaldo cried openly. Yeah, yeah, he was he was mourning. Yeah, yeah, he was in mourning. <laughs> where, where are the tappings gonna come from? <laughs> um, this is also a player, Meza Ozil, who, like Scorch just said, unlocked Ronaldo at Real Madrid, albeit with the help of Angel Di Maria as well. Not taking not taking any shine away from Ozil, but. It was a joint effort there. But this is also a guy who burst onto the world stage back in 2010 in South Africa for Germany and was voted mm -hmm. German Player of the Year five years straight. That's no fluke. In Germany. And the other thing as well, they like, there's, a, there's a narrative about Ozil. There's a narrative about Ozil and he can only have something to offer playing in, in the number 10. But when he played for Germany... And he won the World Cup. He wasn't. He wasn't, no. So, he doesn't mind sacrificing himself for Germany, but man, I'm saying he, he won't do it for Arsenal. I find it hard Arsenal. to believe. And there's but, also, there's also the, the, myth, the myth about um, Ozil doesn't run. Um, now, again, to the eye, he looks as if he's not putting effort in. But uh -huh. that's the old British mentality. Like, they want someone to look like a fighter. But puff and puff. Yeah, if you, if you look at the numbers, he, he does as much running as everyone else on the pitch. Um, initially, when he was dropped for Arsenal, I thought it was due to Arteta's system. And mm -hmm. with them playing this, I think they play a 3-4-3. Three, three. I thought there was no space for number 10 in that, um, in that system. Yeah. Um, however, today, currently, as we're speaking, Arsenal playing Leicester, and they're playing 4-3-3. Four. Four, three, three, yeah, with Xhaka, Party, and Ceballos in the number 10 role. Um, guys, by the way, Arsenal are currently losing 1 0 to Leicester. Oh, God. Okay. All right, who scored for Leicester? Vardy, 80th minute. Oh, shock. And oh, shit. Wait, wait. VAR. What's going on? Is it going to be We're going to have to live wheel this one back because I don't know if we it got it on camera, but Dan just said it. He just said it. Whoops. <sighs> Once again, AC Gappers. We AC know. Gappers. You know, we yeah, 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 it's another one, we got another one, baby, what's happened, um, and another one, <laughs> so, Ozil, um, we are thinking, could he still contribute to this current Arsenal team, um, could they do with his creativity, when I look at the team, I think yes, but you guys might tell me otherwise, 1-0 down against Leicester, I think you could, yeah, yeah, I think Abamian yeah. would love that. He would love that. <laughs> I'd love it. I, 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 I'm cool. Ozil had his best showings in the Arsenal shirt when he had the help of Carzola. And that's where I think Arsenal, when they didn't replace Carzola, someone for Ozil to feed off, rather than just mm -hmm. feeding players, he also needs to be fed as well. And since Carzola left Arsenal, we haven't seen the same Ozil. Yeah, players like Kurt Cazola are going to make it easier for, for, for everyone. Yeah, I was speaking with my, my, my good friend Dre, watches all of the time, and he said, yeah, he referred to Xhaka, and 
referred to yeah when Xhaka was flourishing when he initially came he's playing alongside of course a lot and that kind of rubs off on players around them uh, and gives people kind of I don't know I call it the halo effect so yeah you're standing next to a man who's doing a bit um, and you're shining too um, so yeah I definitely understand what you're saying Jess uh, do we think that Ozil's omission from the squad is purely based on performance or has politics come into uh, the decision I don't and think this is based on performance at all. Speculation. I, don't think, I mean, initially, I may have agreed and thought maybe no space in the system because, as you know, I'm all for the system. Yeah, the system. But um, yeah. time and time again, when I see Arsenal highlights and that, it looks like they're not unlocking teams and they have a locksmith in their ranks and they don't want to don't want to <laughs> play him. So right, it, it can't be due to his performances. Um, and more, they haven't tried to even replace him. So it's very, it's very perplexing because Ceballos isn't the same kind of player as Ozil. Ceballos comes across as number 10, but he's actually traditional number eight, box to box. Mm-hmm. Number eight, he's a, he's, a, he's a number eight that's soft men. Yeah, he's number 10. Yeah. So um, I just don't get it. Man, yeah. I feel sorry um, for the fans out there. Yeah, I guess when you've got that guy in your ranks, sitting at home, sending out tweets before every game, saying, like, y'all gunners, y'all, this is how we're going to watch it tonight. Let's get behind the team. It's just not on. And his contract expires in, I believe it's next summer. Uh, SB, where do you think Ozil ends up? Do you think he packs it all in and just carries on with, like, his philanthropy and helping uh, disadvantaged kind of children out and people out or do we see him going to the retirement home of the MLS for instance or returning to Germany I think I think the media has killed him so much around Europe that I think he's just going to end up going to America I think I think they've got him in such a negative light the media over in Europe that I think he's just going to have to end up going to America I would say China but I think he's got problems with China I think that you said earlier <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a no yeah. that's a no so it's, it's literally it's going to be in Saudi Arabia or he's going to be in, in, in America I think I also saw a mention of Turkey as well you know because oh yeah, you know, yeah I forgot he was Turkish as well so he could, end, he could end up in Turkey as well to be honest with you but, you know where I can see him going um, Celtic Fenerbahce no, no, no. Think about it. Istanbul Bersaktaspir. Inter Miami. Bayern Munich. Juventus. Good Ooh. Hot take. Ronaldo might have to tell him to come Ooh. back. Not a hot take. With a gaffer like Pirlo. That's left the field, but... I think we've got highlights, seen... guys. Hold on, wait yeah. and wait and wait. You lot are missing one... Massive reason. Big run. They love a freebie. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. They'll be doing their research right now across yeah all of Europe and the footballing world, looking for the bargains that they can pick up. Um, and for me, on his day, I think if they can get him back to anywhere near that level, it's a it's a good short term purchase. I think for a the only player. the only thing is though. All of that goes in Juve's favour, but it all depends how these clubs, where they stand on his uh, political views. Yes, I said. Yes. That is, if we're assuming or kind of believing that the, pol- the politics play a part, which for the most part, it seems like we are. And Istanbul, yeah. Istanbul, I, I think there could be a possible return for him yeah, back to the homeland. 
um, to kind of see out his days in a decent league with a little bit less pressure. Uh, but he's back home in the culture. Um, yeah, Armchair Gaffers at home, please let us know in the comments your thoughts on Ozil. Does he stay in the Prem? Does someone take a punt on him in Europe? Or does he go further afield and see out his days in yeah, the MLS uh, or, or in the, the warm climes of uh, the Arab Emirates? So, yeah, please let us know. Uh, we mentioned, yeah, Ozil at Real Madrid. And uh, I guess we could say that was the peak of his career. And he's, in his time, played in a few El Clasicos. Yesterday, uh, saw Barcelona and Real Madrid lock horns in another El Clasico. Um, just going by social media and conversations that I had, people have said this is possibly the worst or least captivating <laughs> El Clasico in recent times. Forever. You know what? You know what? What do we think? I want, to stop you. I want to stop you right there because <laughs> I've watched bare El Clasicos and I, I just want to edit one thing, one little thing. It's the least, it was the least captivating El Clasico build-up. Not the actual game. The actual game wasn't okay. all that bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Real Madrid I'll, I'll came out 3-1 winners. Yeah, um, I'll pack that, Dan. Because, um, yeah. uh, I didn't expect much from this El Clasico. I actually mm-hmm. wrote, I was trying to find my notes here. I actually wrote uh, about eight or nine, eight or nine pages ready, slagging off how boring El Clasico would have been. I wrote mm-hmm. the game, but the game didn't upset me, not one bit. Um, so I think more than anything, the game was billed as a boring classical, but it really wasn't. The but reality, after, it was, yeah. It's the quality, I think it is, because everyone's so, so used to such a high quality in the El Clasico. It's like, when we know the players that they have now, these both these teams, it's just like, where's the quality in these teams? Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, there's a, there's a lack of, uh, I guess, names... Uh, when we're comparing it to the, the glory days, um, and as well, and as well, good answers on show. I can't really remember. I can't really. I can't remember if I can't remember a, a El Clasico where both of them were coming coming off the back of like league losses, and one of them lost to like Cadiz. Yeah. Yes, the one goal Cadiz. Yeah. Uh, was it Hetafe? Was yeah. It Hetafe? Yeah. Yeah. That was in the that. The... Not really. Is it, um, if you oh. lost to Cadiz, I'm not fancying you against Barca. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Versa, I'm not thinking... And to be honest, the game, there was, like, what I liked, first of all, Mendy was back where he's supposed to be. <laughs> the experiment was, 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 was done with, yeah? Yeah, that, that was great for me. Um, do you know what, 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 what my main takeaway from the game was? It was like, mm-hmm. you were seeing two teams in in between transition and I feel like Barca have firmly hit the reset button so you yeah. saw Andrew Fatty you saw yes. Pedri you saw Serginio yes. Dest um, and then when you look at Real's team they had mm-hmm. a balance of the Valverde's and the Mendy's but that was offset with your Tony Cruz's still and yeah do you know yeah. what I'm saying your Sergio, your Sergio Ramos who seems to be getting younger I felt like it was balance of um, experience with youth that won um, Real Madrid the game. Okay. And I just feel like Barcelona didn't have the balance right between, between youth and experience. I feel like they actually had 
the raw materials there to actually get a result, but it, the balance just wasn't right. So fast forward to, to May, out of these two top Spanish teams, who do we see finishing higher? Do you think uh, Real Madrid will finish higher? Real Madrid. No contest. Real Madrid. Barcelona. Oh, we're, we're writing Barcelona off entirely. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm writing Barcelona off, okay? Go on, Jess. Yes, eh? So it's, it's no secret that the secret of their success was the fact that they had players who grew up under the same philosophy at their fame, the Messi Academy. Yeah, we wanted to speak on this. Yes, and I'm going to the La Messiah. Exactly. So in their heyday, you had um, Victor Valdez, you had Carlos Puyo, you had um, Gerard Piquet, you mm-hmm. had Sergio Busquets, Andreas Iniesta, Javi Hernandez, and Lionel Messi. Yeah, yeah. three world. I mean, three, five world, six world class players that all grew up under the same school of thought, even Fabregas mm-hmm. at one stage, even Pedro Rodriguez, um, had they all played in the same team, yeah. they all had the same philosophy. And that's no longer the case. If you look now, you have uh, three aging players, Messi, Busquets, and Piquet, yeah? And you say to yourself, okay, no problem. We'll just wait for the next crop of superstars to come through the Messi, but it's just not happening. Yes. And it's not going to happen because what people forget is that La Masia wasn't built overnight, okay? These players, this was a project long in the making since the early mid-90s under Johan Cruyff and so forth. So it's a project that's been in the pipeline for a long time. So if we are to see another golden generation of La Masia graduates, it's going to There's be... a lag effect. Exactly. It's going to be another like 20 to 30 years' time. But for the time being, Barcelona are just another big team. And when Messi retires, they're just another team. But what we disagree do, with that. I'll tell you what we won't yeah. do, though. <laughs> what we won't do. We won't come away from this game and not mention the, the shining light of football. Oh, and... hold on. Oh, <laughs> shit. I just, I just got so excited. I dropped my phone. I'm breaking shit in my yard. Guys, 20 shots. On goal, 13 goals. Mm. Ansu Fati is delivering at the highest of levels for club, for country, in league, in the Champions League. In the park. This guy, this guy is frightening to say the least. If you don't know about Ansu Fati because they're not speaking about him here on Sky Sports, I'm telling you, you need to go and check this kid out. In a, at first watch, you might not see anything that... He, he, this is the thing that's scary about Ansu Fati, and it's quite similar to, um, to Kylian Mbappe. I thought this about them. They're young players, yeah? But instead of... You know, usually with young players, they got loads of extra bits in their game that isn't really relevant to what their job is. These are two players that are dynamic, direct, and streamlined. Like, all of their efforts lead towards goal-scoring opportunities for them or for other people. I yeah. think this you, he's frightening. One thing as well, Scorch, I want to just chime in with you there as well, is his end product for his age. That's the difference with him and Mbappe. Their end products for their age is like or 30-year-olds or, or, or 33-year-olds. That they're performing week in, week out. It makes no sense. Oh, and yeah. you know the other thing as well? Um, Sorry. And you know the other thing as well, SB? Um. Yeah. 
Ansu Fati isn't relying on physical gifts. No. He isn't relying on speed or power or, you know, he's actually, he's actually doing yeah. all of it with in, his brain. In the, head, in the head. Literally. Because when you see him, the funny thing is, is you can still see that this is a little boy that is strong enough. <laughs> Shouldn't be there right now, but... Shouldn't be there. You know? He has, he has he's to. not even 18 yet. He's not 18 for another um, couple of weeks, I think. So He's um, like, he's like quite literally a little boy. Um, oh, one other thing. I'm a little bit concerned, you know. I'm a little bit concerned. Um, one of my ones to watch previously was Ricky Pooj. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, where he is. Where the, like... And I'm not feeling that. So, Kuman, sort it out. Because I ain't forgotten that you was crap at Valencia. Everybody else has, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as well. Give that, yeah. And where else was he? He didn't do Southampton, but that might have been Van Dyke that was holding him at Southampton, you know, when I think about it now. Hey, I like that. I like that there, Steve. It might have been. He had, he, had, he had the national job. He was popping. Good there. He was good there. But they were underperforming. They've got, they got a new bunch of players, though, don't they? Mm. Can I say as well, I tell you who looks exciting at Barcelona. By the way, my guy Valverde scored. That's my guy. Um, Pick up him. I tell you who looks exciting. Serginio Dest has got shades of uh, shades of Danny Alves. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying he's Danny Alves. Uh huh. But he's got shades. And I, I will say as well, it's great to see Dembele finally looking like he's going to be back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that we all kind of want to see. Um, a player with mad promise who's just been like killed with injuries. Um, but yeah, Dembele's man. He's, he's slowly but surely making his way back to the big time. Um, armchair gaffers at home, please let us know. Was this El Clasico, one of the worst builds? Or did you even watch it? Because I know, yeah, a few of my friends weren't even in, interested in it. Um, but, but yeah, I, please I, 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 asked for, I asked for a link on, like, I couldn't, I, like, boom. I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't pattern the thing. I didn't know where I would buy it. If you could buy it, Sky Sport, I'd buy it. Oh. Boom. I, I posted, like, raw, like, anyone could bust me a link. Oh, my God, I had bare people in my... Bare people like, oh, buy it, your mug, all these <laughs> probable words. I just wanted to yeah. watch the football. In the end, I managed to find a little link on one guy's page. It was good, some Saudi brothers doing their team. Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, pick them up. We got, got the brothers abroad still doing their team. Um, yes, I think here is... We go for part three. Yeah, pause. I pause my, I pause my video. Um... Yeah, let's get into part three. Let's wrap this one up. Armchair Gaffers, uh, let us know what you think. Don't forget, YouTube, uh, subscribe, turn your notifications. And also, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So listen to us on the go. Or if you're still, you don't want to see our faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's understandable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Of course, they want to see your face. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for yourselves. Listen, look out, listen, look out for the Armchair Gaffers OnlyFans page. Gonna be up and running soon. There's a lot of work going into this. Too much, but obviously Armchair Gaffers, so balls and then you zimmy. Yeah. And and next for the 
Next Team week, we after, we're gonna have, we're gonna have five screens because none other. We've got a special guest, none other than Rat Dog himself is coming on. Big man, big, Yo. big man, starting his tour and his promo run. Yeah, with none other than yeah, yeah. We'll leave it there. Um, subscribe, follow us, and all of that stuff. Okay, and yeah, we'll see you in part three. We are live. Uh, welcome back to Armchair Gaffers. Uh, you're with myself, Dan, and this is part three of episode six. Uh, so we have our usual segment, uh, Ones to Watch. Where hey, we no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, what's, what's, what's happened? I can't help it, I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what's, I'm, what's I'm sorry. I'm not stopping you from being a professional. I'm sorry, I can't hack it. I'm what they're turning on Arteta already? I'm sorry, I had to. Say <laughs> what did I say? I'm getting custom comments oh. on Arteta, you know, but it's fine anyway. Oh. Everyone so will see. yeah, we're recording live, um, and we've just seen the result for the Arsenal game come in. Um, Leicester have won one nil. Jamie Vardy off the pen off the bench. Sorry, um, it is a Vardy party. And that is <laughs> happening tonight. Um, yeah, back to our Once to Watch segment. Uh, this is our regular part of the show where we talk about upcoming talent or talent you may have missed uh, across Europe and here at home in the Premier League. So this week, I'm going to go to SB. Who is your one to watch for this week? My one to watch this week is a player for West Ham. His name is Arthur Ma- Muasaku, I think his name is Muasaku. Masuaku. Yeah, let me start with this now. I saw him for play for Olympiacos. I don't know if he played a few English clubs. I saw him play for Olympiacos. I said, This guy's got a bit about him. I saw West Ham mm-hmm. sign him, and he was absolutely bleeding when he was with Pellegrini. I think that he was. But yeah. since, they, since David Moyes is coming, he's and he's put him at win back. The kid's got ability. He started to show. He started to show his worth now. Cresswell's got moved back into centre back or wherever he needs to go now. Yeah, yeah. And they put, mm-hmm. put Masuaku where he needs to be, and I think you're gonna start seeing seeing some flair from Masuaku for West Ham anyway. That's what you're gonna start. That's my. That's my one. Very, 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 very good on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Very. Got a good Thank you. SP. Can I? Can we just also as well? Also, I just want to say I watched the Wolves game today. And yes. one to watch Pedence. Oh, yeah. Ran the show. Ran yes, the show. yes, 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 yes. He was enjoying. Um, yeah, SB yeah. called that, I think, in episode one, possibly. No, no, no. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good to, yeah, every now and again, go back and see where we, where we got it right, because uh, we know it all. Uh, Scorch, who are your ones to watch this week? We said we'd do one, but obviously you don't abide by the rules. You're a rebel. Look at them bad. Unruly. You're your old man. Unruly so please, for life, is it? Uh, um, <laughs> I'm going to do something that I, I don't normally do. Um, I'm going to buy into some hype. I'm going to buy into some hype. Um, I don't know much about him. I know he was good in the championship for Villa. But to Enzavi, I really, I thought his performance against PSG was different gear. And, and so I, I, I started speaking to a few of my um, Man United pals. 
big up uh, mm. Jordan Lambert. And he was like, he believes that one of the reasons Ole let small in goal was because they had all intention of blooding to and Zavi. It so happened he had a mad injury, so I didn't really know all of that. So I, I weren't really understanding why United let small in goal and then they got these issues at yeah, yeah. So Really, it was just an unlucky thing, really. I wouldn't say poor planning, but him, Twanzebi, really looks interesting. And the other one, mm-hmm. um, I had to just double check his first name because there's quite a few people with the same name and some of them got names, first name similar as well. Lasina Traore. Listen. Which one's that one again? The one, he's at, he's at Ajax now. There oh, is, oh, no. That guy, there's no way, yeah, that we are going to get through an episode of Armchair Gaffers and ignore the fact that Ajax gave Vivi Venlo 13 nil. Okay, cool. 13 nil, that's crazy. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Lucina Traore, uh, I think he's the replacement for Kasper Dolberg. Um, Lucina Traore, mate, he made eight goal contributions. That's four <laughs> goals. Wait, some, people, some players don't do that over a season. Some yeah. attacking players don't do that over a season. Four goals, four assists. I don't care what league you're playing in. This is insane. Because if I try to do that on a Sunday, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Like, I was um, yeah, pick up him on that still. That's See who can challenge this guy for perform- a performance better than that this season in one of the top leagues. You know what's mad? Yeah, I, 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 I saw that. I saw that result, and I thought it was because um, there's a young boy at Dortmund. I can't remember his name, but he's scoring like five goals a game, four goals a game. So I thought that was an under twenty ones game. I thought that was Ajax under twenty ones playing, <laughs> and they won thirteen nil. But no, that was Ajax first team against VVV Venlo first team. Madness, like. If he keeps going, someone's going to be knocking at that door for him. <laughs> oh, 100%. There'll be people sniffing around. And a word on uh, VV Venlo. Why are they just not called VVV? Yeah, like, just just crack on. But, yeah, um, thanks for your two ones to watch this week. Uh, that's, 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 that's actually called VVV Venlo. Yeah. So it should be four. Should be four Vs. But yeah, I, I don't know. They they, they don't seem like a, a very sensible outfit. <laughs> no offense, going by yesterday's uh, outing. Uh, Jess, who is your one to watch for this week, please? So I wanted. I've only done one, and I wanted to keep it within the borders of this great nation. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and I've gone to a league that my team play in. Obviously. As you guys are all aware, I support Millwall. Um, and there's a, there's a team in our league last season who were very unlucky not to get promoted. And they've had two players um, taken from them since. Have you guys noticed, by the way? I never get to the point. You can't ask me a question, I just give you an answer. I've always got to take you on like a memory uh, go You go the long way around the houses. Did you say have you noticed? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought like that was your thing. Yeah. No, I don't do it on purpose. Drive for 15 minutes and then, yeah, we're there. Yeah, no, it's, it's not intentional, guys. I mean, I had a very tough upbringing. And um, have we got time for this or should we just... No, oh, no, can we get to your one to watch, please, yeah. Jess? <laughs> okay, so basically, 
He formed one third of the attacking three at um, Brentford last season. His name's Brian Remo, mm. okay? So okay. He, he wasn't really given the highlights. Everyone looked at Watkins and um, Benavama, but he was part mm-hmm. of that attacking trident, if you would. And uh, the other two have gone. So now the pressure is all on him. He had a good season last year. I think he got yeah. about 15 or so goals. I'm not too sure. And a few assists too. But now without those two there, I really think it's his time to really push on and show how important he is to the team. And uh, he's French. He's 21. Um, and he's pretty much going to be the main man potentially at Brentford this year. So he's got a chance to really push on and Nick he's moved to the Premier League next season. Ryan, yeah. more. Okay. Thanks for that, Jess. Um, you want to hear about my bringing? A bit different there. Taking a... Uh, that's that's for your like your your life story with Piers Morgan or whatever that will come sometime oh, down there. By the way, but yeah, we're, um, we're on a tight schedule. The man from the continent, guys, um, is be out on Amazon uh, next week. Once a week, I look in the comments and people are like, "Ah, oh, Jess, he's from the continent." So people know now. The Armchair Gaffers, they, they definitely are paying attention. Um, it is still October at the minute, so yeah. uh, as such, it is uh, Black History Month. And really we've done our, our little series on uh, black icons, uh, whether that be players or teams. And it's my turn in the chair. My nomination is Andy Cole. Uh, recently turned 49 and uh, randomly he shares a birthday with my cousin so I never ever forget when it's Andy Cole's birthday got to pay homage to the greats um, he is a player who won five prem titles one Champions League two FA Cups, the golden boot in 93-94 and was in the team of the year for 99 and 2000 he is the fastest player to reach 50 goals. So that's ahead of your Shearers, your Agueros, your Henri's, all your top, top strikers that have been in the Prem. Andy Cole holds that record and he did it in 65 games. Um, only Alan Shearer and Wayne Rooney have scored more goals uh, than him in the Premier League. And if you exclude penalties, he has a better goal to game ratio than Shearer. Wow. Um, but that's agenda based and that's just moving data around. But <laughs> It's a fact. Um, he is also part of uh, what was known as the greatest Premier League uh, striking partnership. Uh, he was alongside Dwight York and they're just like a throwback to better times for me as a Man United fan. Part of that trouble with his side uh, in 1990,000. Um, I'd say one blip on his resume uh, would be his international career. One goal in 15 matches and less appearances than Darius Vassal and Matthew Hobson. Whoa! <laughs> which is, which is a, it's a blip, but um, that's, that's no smart on Andy's name. And I think it's a mixture of things. Yeah, there's, I guess, fallings out, uh, competition from the likes of Shearer, Sheringham, and terrible injuries uh, at terrible times. Um, one thing which, I guess is always kind of tagged on to Andy Cole uh, and it comes from Glenn Hoddle who has made a few gaffes uh, in his career and he said uh, Andy Cole needed six or seven chances to score one goal um, and that, yeah that line seemed to cement his uh, international legacy as a disappointment um, but away from that 
uh, a great, great career um, from a man who is just like a stand-up guy away from football. Um, I've had a couple of interactions with him in the barbershop randomly. He uh, goes to the same barbershop as me. Um, and yeah, he's, he's triumphed over, um, I guess, his own battles with a few illnesses in recent times. Um, but Andy Cole, yeah, for the younger viewers at home, get on YouTube. As soon as you finish this, look up Andy Cole. Um, a great, great player and a great, great man. So yeah, now, that's my Black that History Month icon for this week. Could I add something as well, Walks? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what was a thing like as growing up. I remember York and Cole being like iconic two black uh-huh. dangerous strikers in the Prem, and I feel yeah. like that that was like images that a lot of us had growing up. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? Everybody forgets this part though. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were together at Blackburn as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got it back in. But everybody, everybody just like forgets, like just yeah. remembers. I think yeah, because it was it was tied to silverware and whatnot. But um, yeah, they definitely yeah. moved away and went to to Ewood. Don't you think um, it's interesting as well, yeah, that uh, like Shearer and and Cole both played for Newcastle and Blackburn, but it's it's they're remembered very differently. And when you mm-hmm. look at the stats. Seems like they had very similar stats. Yeah, when you take into consideration, yeah, whether that be goals per game and time played and injuries and whatnot. Yeah, when you look at it with proper context and not just raw, raw numbers, they're similar players, man. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're, you're so right. One is revered as, as a goal and then one is, you have to mention his name and you have to push his name um, but yeah, here at Armchair Gappers, yeah, we'll, we'll always uh, sing for, for, for a man like Andy Cole, top, top player. Um, so yeah, the younger viewers at home, uh, hit us up. Once you've watched the YouTube videos, and yeah, for those who are of a similar age or older age, yeah, let us know your best memories of Andy Cole. Um, do you think he should be better revered or well looked at um, in the UK because yeah his name doesn't ring as many bells as it should I don't think for the person who scored the third most uh, Premier League goals um, but yeah that is it that's Andy Cole for me one more thing I want to say quickly last week I spoke about um, but I just realised a thing that gets overlooked yes. is the fact that in 1998 in the same year um, so I spoke about the France 2018 team, but in 1998, yeah, qualified for the World Cup, the Reggae Boys with Dion Burton, Robbie Earl, Robbie Earl, what a time! <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into it because I've really had a goal, but I think we just have a moment of silence and just appreciate that an island of about I think Jamaica's population is about eight or nine because. Everyone else lives in Halston, but um, <laughs> <laughs> or Brixton, <laughs> or, or Lewiston. Uh, probably. Um, yeah, that was just a massive achievement. And I, I just don't think. Um, I think we need to celebrate that that Jamaica, little island in the Caribbean, managed to qualify for the World Cup. So, um, crazy, big big times. Yeah, cool. Great, great times. Still, thank you, Jess. Um, and I guess to round up this week's episode, 
We have a top five double-barreled players who have played in the Prem or are playing at the minute in the Prem. Jess, please, would you run through your top five double-barreled players, please? I'm going to do them in order, okay? So from number five to the best double-barreled player, yeah? Mm -hmm. So it was very difficult. In um, there's been a lot, and I feel like nowadays there's more double barrel players' names. Uh, like right now, you, you can't be a fullback unless your name is double barreled Walker Peters, Maitland Nows. <laughs> am, am I am I going mad? Anyways, wow, Bissaka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so cool. Uh, in fifth place, um, I have Cho Callum Hudson Adoy, he's the fifth best double barrel player. According to me, mm-hmm. fourth place we have a player. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Pump the brakes all time. No, it's not. It's oh. not taking that serious. Don't take it that serious, guys. Okay. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. They're ready to nail you to the cross, Jess. Scorch, what are you saying? What's the issue, bro? Please. Look, let's, I'm... let's go, champ. Let me just do my list, and then you can. Okay. Let's go, Hesse. So, in fourth place, we have Callum Hudson Odoi. Who I rate highly. Now, so fifth place. In fourth place, we have Alex Oxley Chamberlain, who I adore. Okay, and I wish he was further up the list, yes. but he hasn't been playing recently. Mm-hmm. I do love him. Uh, in uh, third place, we have Trent Alexander Arnold the third. Um, in second place, we have Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, they've actually changed his name, by the way. It's because of how high he jumps. His name is now Dominic Calvert Lewin. Because he he, he <laughs> tell a story. Now, the best, nice. The best, oh, yeah. nice. The best double barreled player is only based on his transfers, Eric Chupo Moting. No one beats him. Oh, I love it, Jess. I love it. <laughs> Dodge. I love it. You've, 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 that came from left of field still. Uh, <laughs> SB. <laughs> Who, who are your? Mine is not in any order, but these are the best five, I think, double-barreled double-barreled names anyway. So my first one is, I have to start off with Sean Wright Phillips because he was the first double-barreled name. I was ringing bells for you. I was actually ringing bells for me and doing bits. So big up Sean Wright Phillips on that one. Then I've got KDB, Kevin De Bruyne, yes. if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Got Robin Van Persie, one of the best Dutchmen ever to live. 20 times. Yeah, got Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mr. Deliverer himself. Mm-hmm. And I've got big boy Virgil van Dijk as the last but not least. Okay, SP, I've got to stop you because I'm looking at the rule book here and it, <laughs> says, it says you cannot include Sean Wright-Phillips without an honourable mention for Bradley Wright-Phillips. <laughs> Different levels. <laughs> Get the rule book. One's an MLS goal. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's smashed it out in uh in New York. Um, Scorch and your double barrel top five, please. Right, I, the way I done my thing was a bit. I just pick guys. I just pick names like that. So you weren't playing by the rules again. So there's a there's a uh, for people voting for Gaffer of the Week. <laughs> up offenses. You know where a player's done that? Like, a couple fouls. Yellow card. Just keep it in mind, guys. Orange card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say also, I'm just going to say also, yeah. Um, 
I looked on my right just now and uh, I'm watching, there's LA Galaxy versus LAFC. And, and I just, there was a little shot of Bradley Wright Phillips and he looks blown. But um, yeah, um, my, my, my list is this. I went Ruben Loftus-Cheek for the simple fact that I don't think there's many people in his age group called Ruben. <laughs> um, I've gone for KDB. I've gone for KDB because for me personally, um, probably since McManaman and Skulls, there hasn't really been like a strawberry blonde ginger guy doing it like this. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Aaron Wambasaka. He had a good game the other day, midweek. Mm-hmm. So he had a great week. That's about it. And also, I like that your name's kind of af, and 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 you're English. Well, a bit Dutch as well with the one, the one with the. Yeah, it's te- I like it's cultured. It's as Jess would say, it's continental. It's... Um, <laughs> I've got. I was gonna go. I was Virgil Van Dyke, but I don't really want to. So I'm gonna cheat a bit, and I'm gonna say someone that didn't even play. Actually, no, I'm gonna cheat. I was gonna say. I was gonna say his bridging, but now I'm gonna say. I was gonna say Van Bommel. I really wanted to say Van Bommel. I'm gonna say. <laughs> Nigel De Jong. Ooh. Ah, okay. Because, Nigel, it. And the reason why is because he fly kicked Xabi Alonso. Yeah. He didn't get a red card. In yeah. The champion, in, a, in a World Cup final. Yeah. yeah. And last and last but not least, the, the name champion, because he's actually kind of got four names. So it's like, it's like a, not double, double barrel, but you see where I'm going with it. Yeah. Rafa, Van, Devart, one of the first people that I've seen with my own eyes taking set pieces with their wrong foot. I used to see him whipping corners for Tottenham with his right foot. And I was like, what? That's mad. So, yeah, yeah him. Lovely. I love it. What's I'm just that? saying, when you want to do your votes. <clears throat> but yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Nothing beats Eric Maxim Chupo Molting. He's the best player to ever based on transfers alone. He did it on a wet Tuesday night at Stoke and he's doing it in the park defence. Jordan Wright Phillips is the reason why all these brothers got double barrel names, bro. I'm telling you, bro. No one was putting names on the back of their shirts. Until it's true. It's true. true. Remember, do you remember his name, yeah? Sean Wright Phillips, yeah? It will start from, like, the bottom of the shirt and go all... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. No. He had the Black Lives Matter drink. No. <laughs> Guys, we've forgotten the best Ghana Scorchers thing, just like yeah. the best name. It was Jan Vanagor of Hesselink. Hesselink. Oh, he had the best name. Wow. He had what a really regal cool. name. What Where a regal name. Wrong for that, wrong. Is that a prince, like? Yeah. Jan Vanagor. Kevin. He was a liar anyway, Prince Bolting. He just shows his name. But we move, we move, we move. By the way, by the way, LA Galaxy are getting pumped and Carlos Vela is flexing. That's his team. That's his league. That's his level. He's at home. He's, he's, very he's right next to Mexico as well. He's right at home, bro. He's ready. He's ready. He's got nowhere. Um, Armchair Gappers, thank you for your top five double barrel names. Uh, uh, here are some comments for your best double barrel named players. Um, and also, yeah, let us know who your gaffer of the week was. A few rogue shouts, a few shouts I don't agree with myself. A few uh, come from left of field and I'm really, really respected. Um, but yeah, hit us on the socials, AC Gaffers. Oh, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Whoa, whoa. There's something else as well I wanted to point out. I don't know if they know. You don't know. I don't know. Um, and this is not this is not continental shade, yeah. But you lot do know you can vote. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Walks is the anchor, so you lot might not think he's eligible for voting. You can also vote for Walks. I'm just putting that out there. Uh-huh. But also, if you want to just do what you normally do appreciate. and vote for me, then that's fine as well. Yeah, or me. Or me again. Round two. I'm going to go out there and say it, yeah? Okay. If I don't do anything, this pod does not get released. Oh, are you hearing this guy's bringing in logistics and everything for the for the vote now? Pulling on the heartstrings. So if I decide, yeah, to go AWOL, there's no... This isn't coming... Do you know what I'm saying? This is sad. All right, Jess, you've got to do like a little zoom in and it goes black and white and then you play some like sad music over this because that is, that's not on what you've done there at all. That, hey, do you know what that's like? That's like when Pep starts moaning about he ain't got no centre-backs. Looking <laughs> <laughs> at six of them. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to be compared to, to Pep by Scorch. Um, but yeah, that is episode six. Uh, we've touched on all sorts um, so yeah guys make sure you like subscribe retweet repost that's where we went wrong uh, we love that um, because yeah you are the armchair gaffers at home uh, this has been armchair gaffers episode 6 it's been walks it's been scorch it's been SB and it's been Jess and we'll be back next week peace peace